Hey everybody, I'm Jay Jones. And I'm LT. And we are the, the Dose, Dose Offensive, Offensive Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Now let's talk about some shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dose Offensive Gentlemen. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to go a little bit, uh, we're going to change gears, although we wanted to continue to talk about the uh, personal self-defense and things like that because it's a topic that we both love and spend a lot of time on. Uh, we want to talk about a lot of things in the news, and and I think this way this week is going to be rela- uh, related to uh, race relations, or or like I don't know, not just relations, just. Um, Am I even allowed to talk about that? No, you're not. Do, do so I get? A, I don't get a pass this time. You don't get a pass. You're gonna have to just stand there and be quiet. Uh, okay. And just nod. All yeah. right, because you're a cis white male. That's right. Yeah, so and I'm no, so straight. No, and oh, and you're I straight. Offend, I offend myself. Uh, but we so several things are in the news that we wanted. You know, we decided to talk about because it's something that comes up a lot. And you know, I I had a friend. Um, I don't know where he got it from, but he said he he was like, you know what? One of the things we need to start doing is sitting down and having a new like discussion about race and relationship and everything, you know, and how we relate to each other and how do we see things? Because one of the things he was coming on is that um, when it comes, especially with with black people, we get, we get hyperbolic on some issues so much when we, we, we automatically jump to the race bit that we, we don't really see the full picture. And, and and for him, and I think this is a really smart dude and, you know, he is very, very pro-black, but he's like, it doesn't help our cause because when other people and other races look into that and they're act- seeing how we're acting, a lot of them just like, no, nah, that's silly. Why why are you making an issue of that? Or or that is not the, you know, race was not the issue. Um, and then when there's something, when race is the issue, we don't, you know, it is not, it's not given the, the diligence that it deserves. And I want to sort of I- illustrate that in these uh in these topics that we're going to talk about today. You know what that uh, topic would be would pair really well with hmm. whiskey. <laughs> is there anything that doesn't pair well with whiskey? The answer is no. I was letting see if you were going to come up with anything. The answer is no. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yes. The correct answer is nothing. Yeah, nothing not, does not pair well with whiskey. whiskey. All right, so today we have, uh, we were trying to figure out how to pronounce this, but so the consensus right now, it is uh, Kale Isle. It, no, it's, it's just Isla. It's Isla? Isla, yeah. Not Isla, Isla. Yeah, Kale. Kale Isla. It's not like that green shit that the vegans like to eat, though. <laughs> it's like C-A-O-L yeah. space I-L-A. I-L-A. And it's 12-year. 12-year. So it's Kale Isla. And I have not sipped on this. I've been wanting to because I'm trying to. I've been waiting for us so we could get through this yeah. and have the drink for the first time. Which I don't know why you had that long ass intro. I'm trying to drink. Me <laughs> trying to drink. Listen. <laughs> well, we listen. still got to give a. <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, still yeah. got to give some background. Uh, absolutely. So. Uh, so a little bit about the Kale Isla 12. Uh, this is actually a smaller um, uh, bottle. It's not the typical. Um, 750 milliliter. Yeah, because this thing, uh, but this it's, thing is it's, like... Uh, what's the milliliter size on that? It is a 20... Where is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's only... Uh, uh, the 20 milliliter? 20 milliliter. Oh, so it's like, it's, it's like what, like two, maybe three glasses. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it it actually is a, a very, uh, very good whiskey. Um, I had a small tasting of this um, when I bought it because I had to twisting my arm uh <clears throat> but uh just a little bit about the whiskey so according to master of malt uh the kale isla 12 bottling notes uh, this is a 12 year old is the entry level bottling from kale isla distillery launched in june of 2002 this expression is light and fresh with that distinctive kale isla smoke uh so on the nose it's fresh herbal Rubbed peppermint leaves, stemmy, damp, grass, smoky, oily cigar leaves, smoked ham, hickory, lemon peels at the harbor. I don't even know what that means. Lemon peels at the harbor? I, I don't know what that means I don't means know. This sound, that's an entire paragraph just by the smell of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the palate, good body, oily, tar, tar, elegant smoke, hints of boiled sweets. 
And the finish is a long, peppery, spicy, warmth smoke. It is definitely smoky. It is. Well, I mean, that's that's very typical of the Islays. But yeah, uh, when I tasted this, and you'll see, uh, I didn't... It was not as much of a smoky aftertaste as we've had, as we've tasted like in the Lagavulins and the Lafroys and all those. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the campfire. Um, but also a little bit about the history and the... Um, uh, about the history of uh, Kale Isla Distillery. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, it is uh, in reference to... So the name is in reference to the distillery's location overlooking the strait between Islay and Jura. It was founded in, ni- in 1846 by Hector Henderson. The, the distillery did not fare well and changed hands in 1854 when Norman B- Buchanan, owner of the island Isle of Jura Distillery, so another distillery, took it over. Um, since then, it's handed, uh, it's changed hands a few times, and both the 1880s over, uh, or by the 1880s, over 147,000 gallons of whiskey were produced there each year. So a little bit about it. Um, and now, dun dun dun, we get to taste. We get to taste. We get to taste. So that means it's time. For the toast. It is time for the toast. This The very ritualistic toast that we have here at the DOG. Now, this is my turn. And <clears throat> I decided to go with something classic and smooth and just, uh, just, just a bona fide badass, right? Do you know what this personifies or who, uh, who also had this quote? Yes, I do because I, I read it. <laughs> yeah, you, d- you did. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I am. So, uh, so this it is, is this uh, is a quote from old Bo- old blue eyes. Old baby blue eye. Yeah, uh, Frank Sinatra. Whew, man, I feel super manly just just saying the just name. Saying. <laughs> so uh, here's the toast: uh, Alcohol may be man's worst enemy, but the Bible says, "Love your enemy." <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. was I was actually expecting something uh like a more I guess spicier or something like that. I think the spice comes a little bit after. It comes after, but that smokiness of it just oh it's subtle so, though, isn't it? It's so it's it smells like it's going to be super strong. Right. But it's not. It was yeah. like it was really I was actually surprised it was really smooth for a smoky Yeah. See, I know cuz we we talked about this uh on previous podcasts how you're just like oh, I don't like the Islays. It's yeah. too smoky. I don't like the smoky well, and the, the peaty. Well, sm- the peatiness, but the, like I expected that this was going to be much more peaty and smoky. Yeah. But it was really, it was actually kind of smooth. I think everything is kind of on the moderate side of that, and it's just a very smooth whiskey, very smooth finish. Yeah, there goes another drink. Tell yeah. us about it. Do oh, you man. do you smell it? Do you do I you taste smell all it. the? Uh, I could taste it. I uh. Yeah, you do get that spiciness on the back end. Yeah, but it's like it's like a cool smokiness going. Like you know, you know what I'd like to have this whiskey with at a barbecue. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see myself with this at a barbecue. Yeah, light enough to kind of really enjoy it without it being too serious. Yeah, but then, like it would uh, like uh, pair well with like the the smokiness from the the food and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I could definitely see that. Uh, I like this one. I just wish it came in a bigger bottle. Yeah, you know, because uh, this is pretty much uh, the entire bottle here. Yeah, and two glasses, <laughs> and two glasses. <laughs> uh, we may have a uh, little small refills later, but um, yeah, I like it. And uh, when I was at the whiskey shop getting this, uh, there was one of the other local guys who had tried it earlier, and he was like, "You gotta try this one." So, uh, needless to say, I I fought my fear and I and I tried a new whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a uh, you know like a. Uh, I start uh, like the moment like I didn't know anything about Kayla. I, th- I think I may have tried something before, but that was before I really started looking into anything. Mm-hmm. And then I took a drink and I was like, "Oh, this is an Isle." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Oh man, I'm starting to tell tell the tell these guys out." Uh, uh, well, whiskey salmon, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I I mean I've seen it several times when we've gone to the whis- different whiskey shops and stuff like that, but because it's an Isle. I avoided, but I was like, okay, this one seemed really good, and it smelled it smelled great. So I was like, okay, let's uh, give it a try. 
and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and the fact that it kind of comes in a small bottle, because if you don't like it, it's not that big of a hit, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's a small bottle. Like I could taste it, but I, I always like tasting the whiskeys before I buy them. because Because whiskey is expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is pretty. It, it is an expensive hobby, um, especially for really good stuff. Oh right? yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like yeah. like the the average what we have here, I think is between forty and sixty. Well, even even when I call what we could consider like our our, uh, I guess our everyday everyday yeah. whiskey like the Glendevrons yeah, and they're sixteen. Like, yeah, they go for like you know conversion wise about sixty, almost seventy bucks. Yeah. And then when you go higher onto that, you're looking at about a hundred bucks. Yeah, you easily, you know, yeah, yeah, easy. And then we still and haven't got that uh, thirty it, it, year. Yeah, and that, oh, one's, and that yeah. one's gonna be like over two hundred bucks. Yeah, easily, yeah. So, but I mean, so like that's um, uh, and it's funny because we kill probably about a half a bottle per podcast. Yeah, I mean that's why I we, mean, we 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 depending start on off, what we're doing after the podcast, but yeah, we start off the podcast nice and enunciating and everything, and, and then we just get fucking sloshed. <laughs> this whiskey's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, that's kind of um, that's kind of how it goes. Um, that's why I like enjoying uh, the whiskey. I don't like just drinking it, taking shots. Like that's what you no. do with like Jack. Like that's what you do with the like cheap shit. The, yeah, the cheap shit or like the uh, the Canadian or the uh, uh, the bourbons and stuff like that. Like you can shoot bourbon, nah, but don't really shoot whiskey. No, it's really not scotch. Good, a really good bourbon you have to sip. So oh, well, I'm talking like um, like the yeah. Jack Daniels, yeah, the, the Jim Beams, stuff. and yeah, all that shit. Yeah. We had a maker. I, I got a Maker's Mark um, 46. Yeah, how was that? And that's a good sipping. Yeah, sipping bourbon. Uh, what was the last bourbon we had? Which one was that? Was the Maker's Mark? Was it? Yeah, just the regular. Oh, we also had the Knob Creek before too. Yeah, we had the Knob Creek. Before that one was there. pretty good. Yeah. I want to try uh, one of the higher brand Knob Creek. I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Maybe for future podcasts. Anyway, you guys can definitely give us recommendations on um, whiskeys or cocktails or beers or pretty much if it has alcohol in it. We are anything uh, short of Palinka. <laughs> we, we are uh, we are uh, apt to try new things, and uh, especially if it uh, uh, satisfies our our audience. I mean, because you know, I'm gonna say this again: we still have not gotten hardly any feedback. You yeah. know, we haven't gotten any comments on well, videos even, or anything like that. We'd love to hear back from you guys to see kind of what you guys want to listen to, well, what stories you guys want us to cover. And it's kind of funny too. Like I know people who listen to the podcast, and then they. They do try some of the scotches and whiskeys and stuff based off our recommendation. Oh, yeah. But when we ask for feedback, we get none. crickets, crickets, crickets. Even if it's just like a feedback on the side, it doesn't have to be public, but just kind of like let us know what you want to hear or if there's a story that you want our take on. Yeah. You know, you know, we, we'd be happy to do that and kind of give our two cents on stuff like that. And I will, I will say this again because one of the things we don't want to do with this podcast is. I don't want to build, or I, 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 well, we don't want to build an echo chamber, right? I mean, we pretty much. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this again. Um, one of the things that we don't want to do with this podcast is to build a, uh, an echo chamber. So, echo, echo, echo. <laughs> so I know Jay, uh, you know, and I, we agree on a lot of things. We do disagree on some things, but that's just because he's wrong, and <laughs> I'm obviously right. <laughs> I'm a white tooth male. Can yeah. I be right just one time? <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, okay. But we, we do disagree on some things and our different takes on things, but we would love to have discussions with people who do not share our views all the way. Um, because I think that one makes for a good discussion and two, it's it, it helps further learning. You know, if you if you're constantly hearing what you want to hear, you're gonna have you build huge confirmation bias. So then you will automatically start rejecting anything that goes against that instead of at least listening to it evaluating and see how it how it messes it meshes with you know facts and data that you you know you can collect and and form an opinion from that so again anybody you know we're free i'm i don't what well, i do bite that's i was gonna say i don't do. bite, but i, I do don't. actually bite people i um, still have the marks yeah so all right so i'll be muzzled but uh, <laughs> by the whiskey <laughs> so uh going into our first um little story for this uh, like uh, we said earlier, this is kind of going to be themed around race. Um, so uh, Simpsons has been around for, what, 29, 30 years, yeah, they the started, Simpsons cartoon show. They started in 1989. Yeah. 
And uh, <clears throat> so they recently got into a little bit of a, I don't want to say debacle, but they've kind of come into the, the controversy of, um, what was the name of the uh, documentary? The So the documentary that um, I, I don't want to try to, it's uh, but probably going to fuck it up, but it, it came out like about, it came out last year and uh, it's a comedian, an uh, Indian American comedian named Kondabolu. I'm not Indian. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to say her name. If I said it wrong, I'm sorry. First name, Harry. No, he's not. Um, yeah, I really ain't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but the documentary was called The Problem with a Poo. And the reason uh, this became, so his take on this is that a poo um, is uh, sending out, I, I guess, neg- I don't know how no, to say negative all stereotypes. It is, all it is is just a stereotype. And it's like, oh, my God, he's the very stereotypical Indian convenience yeah. store owner. Oh, my God, this is hurting and this is detrimental and blah, blah. It's like, or it's a stereotype. Like, nothing's wrong with stereotypes. Like, there's but, a reason they exist. Yeah, all exteri- all stereotypes yeah. exist for a reason. And not only that, but, like, this, the show has been out for 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. So, like... And thirty years later, we're coming into this thinking that, like, oh my God, this is a, this is what's wrong with America. No, and and well, and also you have to look at one, okay, and, and just to make sure we understand, like Apu on The Simpsons is one of the most popular characters. Like he's one of the most beloved characters on the show. Now, yes, you know people have issues now because he's he's voiced by Hank Azaria, who is a white dude, but his uh, job he's Jewish. Well, he's okay. Jewish. Well, see, that's the All problem. All right, that's a different step, okay? Well, that's even higher. Jews Jews are only Jewish uh when they don't they di- they uh go with certain narratives. Say like when it's something like this, he's just a white guy. He's not Jewish anymore. Oh, I didn't yeah. know about that. There's there's a there's a there's that must a have been that must have been the newsletter. Scale. That must have been yeah, the newsletter. You, you didn't get the newsletter. You didn't get the memo. Right. You know. So, he can't hide behind his Jewness now. Can you, Hank? But <laughs> No, but seriously, though. How is he voicing an Indian man? Yeah, and I mean, at the time, but see, the thing with Apu is that at the time that when he was on air, when he was, you know, uh, debuted in The Simpsons, um, there was, like, actually, I can't even think of any Indian representation on TV. No, he was actually the first, the first. um, That was in one of the uh, the videos we looked at earlier. Um, They addressed that he was... If not the first on TV, he was the first uh, as a cartoon. Yeah, definitely as a cartoon because I can't think of yeah. any. But still, true, like, well, I mean, well, no, I take that back. We could go back to Johnny Quest. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah, I can. But yeah. if we go back to Johnny Quest, right? If we look at Johnny Quest now, a what about, lot of what about Jungle have, Book, Mowgli? Yeah, right. Well, that that was in India, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it, and the book is very different from yeah. the the movies and cartoons. Oh yeah, that, that's a lot of Disney stuff though. But there's a lot more killing in the book. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> for for a lot less uh, political or a lot more political reasons. Yeah. So, um, but Apu was like you know very big. Yes, it was very stereotypical um, Indian working in a, a convenience store. Owning, he was a business. He owner. was a bin- He was a business owner. So I mean. You know, it was his store. It was his, you know, business. And the thing is that he be, it became very a, a, a cultural icon. And and the fact, like, I don't know many people know this, but there were several Seven uh, Elevens when the uh, Simpsons movie came out. They actually changed their stores into Quickie Marks to uh, oh to kind of pay homage to or pay to homage uh, to it to the Simpsons. And to me, I mean, I can't say uh, so. As a minority, uh, I, I really can't speak for Indians, and I know they probably have their own thing with this, uh, or you know, for this. And I've you know, I've heard some of their what they've said, but I don't have a problem so much with Apu because the thing that I really think though people are not getting with The Simpsons is that The Simpsons is a sitcom about stereotypes. What? I yes. Because what? think about all the stereotypes we have, right? We have the Italian mobster, right? Fat Tony. You got the, uh, the not fat, only is he the fat policeman. You have the the bumbling police chief, right? Who loves donuts, by the way. Who loves yeah. <laughs> you have uh, you also have the Italian chef. Yeah. Yeah, and then you also have groundskeeper groundskeeper Willie. 
Yeah. Very, very stereotypical. Uh, was that the janitor? Groundskeeper? Groundskeeper. Janitor, groundskeeper, same thing. Um, I was thinking like landscaper, whatever. We well, could do the same. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 the way you want to be man man uh, maintenance man. Really? No. That's yeah, that that actually sounds much better. Please, yeah. yes. <laughs> but he's a very typical, you know, Irish stereotype. You have the bumbling husband uh, stereotype. Homer. You got the badass little kid, Bart. You yeah. have the, uh, you know, the dutiful, long suffering wife. Marge, yeah. Yeah, and then you have the the activist, you know, feminist. Uh, uh, the moral the moral the, compass. Yes. Uh, can do no wrong, always wants to be right and do right by others. Yes. Lisa. And then Lisa. And which is funny. So uh, Lisa plays a big role into what's happening now uh, when we talk about this discussion is because uh, the Simpsons after, so the the documentary came out in 2017 um last uh sunday the last uh simpsons episode they finally addressed this controversy and it to me i thought the response was really really good but the to some people sjw's they got really really offended and i think the reason they got offended is because a lot of people now uh think that just because I I'm I say I don't like something that means you have to kowtow and automatically change it well yeah I mean it's um it's about uh countering the countering it right or not not countering it but so imagine that the that the inequality that that they're showing or that they're representing Imagine that it's like a seesaw. You have all the inequality on one side, but instead of lightening the load and just being like, okay, well, this is how we do things now to even it out, they're compensating by like throwing all kinds of other shit on there. So then it just becomes a m- bigger deal than it needs to be. Yeah. So well, and they do make a bigger deal, and um, but I, I think this, I think this is just, <coughs> just people that need to, uh, really get out of the universities, and I think they need something more to worry about i think that's what it is then the simpsons yes yeah like i'm like, sorry if you if you watch the simpsons and you're not upset with the hysterical rep, uh, stereotypical representations of the comic book guy of um what's his the professor um yeah. sideshow bob sideshow bob rusty the clown you know all these you know the ailing actors millhouse kind of, the stereotypical bully the religious uh, neighbor right Exactly, like, like everyone's the a stereotype. Yeah. There's a it's a it's a show about stereotypes, and if you watch that, I mean, the only one that's not really a stereotype is Carl, the black guy. The black guy, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, because he's he's kind of goes against the, a lot of the stereotypes that gets pushed in the media, right? Because you yeah. have Lenny, yeah, right. Are they a, are they an item? I know it's always kind of they, they've never stuff. they've yeah. never actually it's funny said. though, right? It's funny because they keep it ambiguous, right? Right, <laughs> like they're just best friends that do right. everything together, yeah. everything together, and sometimes <laughs> they hint at it, and then sometimes they don't. Yeah, but you know, even then, it's like everything's about stereotypes. Like you, they had other black characters on it. You had the stereotypical black soulful jazz man who taught Lisa how to play the the saxophone. Right. Yeah, you know, you have all these different things. It's about stereotypes. Um, and I, I, I just want to know why Bill Clinton didn't teach her how to play the saxophone. <laughs> Why? Why is that funny? That that man is a legend on the pipes, man. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, so so that's exactly kind of what we need. Like we need something to not take seriously, and the fact that yeah. this right here is is gaining more airtime on the news and stuff like that than it so, than it rightfully needs to. Yeah, and the thing about this, so. Going to the Simpsons response, the Simpsons response is, uh, I'm trying to paraphrase it, so, but I h- highly urge you to watch, you know, some people are like, oh, the Simpsons stopped being funny years ago. Yeah, yeah fuck well, you. Well, we'll put a link down in the description. But the the Simpsons response was basically, um, uh, Marge was going to read a Lisa bedtime story, and it's an older book, and Marge realized that there were things in it that would, you know, and then that time was acceptable. But now would be problematic. Well, I, yeah, I think the I think it was talking about like the slaves had to accommodate the lifestyle of who they own right. or who was their owner right. and stuff like that. And she made it sound like it was. And it was about a, well, it was a, a little girl, a little white girl in the the center of the story. 
but she changed it so much to try to not offend, you know, take all offensive things out of it, change the story. And Lisa pointed out that by changing the story so much, by trying to not offend and make it more PC, you 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 rob the the story of its essence of its, you know, because it was, you know, you robbed the little girl who was the center of the story about, you know, her journey and, you know, stuff like that. You didn't make her a strong woman. You made her weak. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's something that um, I've heard that same argument for uh, the Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finns. Yeah. Right. I mean, like they are fantastic stories. And with the right context, it's um, with the right context. Like you have to have that part of like racial bias. You yeah, have you have to have the, that for the setting. You well, know. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it, it's it's mismatch. It's not authentic. It's right. Uh, it's kind of one of those things like you have to know where you've been in order to learn those lessons. If you try to change the past in order to um, appease to make it more the pal- current, palatable. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, make it more palatable. Like, but just to appease the current uh, climate. You know, you're not really understanding the journey of how far you've come. Because every time, like, a white guy talks about slavery, oh, he's racist. I was like, no, it's like, no. But I acknowledge the history that has gone behind, like, that we have gone from that and so much yeah, that I'm acknowledging, like, that shitty time. Right. Right. I and mean, it's... The only thing, the only way I'd be upset with it if you were trying to say bring back slavery. Now we got a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the same thing. Yeah, but no, no. But I but pay for that labor. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> um, so uh, to continue on with the response, so um, you know, Lisa goes on that, and and Marge asks, "What do you want me to do?" And Lisa says. Um, it's, it's difficult, he said, because something, you know, that's been on, been on and around for decades, which was applauded and praised because Apu was applauded and praised by Indians. Okay. I want to put it by Indian Americans. And before anyone was like, Hey, I had several Indian American friends who loved Apu, right? They did. Thank you. Come again. Uh, yeah. you know, he was a praise. Now this was 30 years ago. Right. People loved them. Matter of fact, one of my Indian friends, they actually own two Quickie uh, Marts. They're not Quickie Marts, but they own two uh, convenience stores. So, yeah, um, you know, he loved it. He thought it was funny. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is like, do you think it's funny when when uh, Hollywood depicts um, Asians that can't drive? Yes. Do you think it's funny when there's uh, uh, inept white men? Yes. Do you think it's funny when when women just spend all the money? No, they just it's, that's never funny. It's, ne- it's no. not right. <laughs> no, but it's it's I all mean, about it's like all these stereotypes. It's, it's, it's all these stereotypes. But it's also the context. So one of the things people have to understand is the context of the joke and the delivery. So you can have a like there are some really offensive jokes that are very funny because they're de- delivered perfectly. And then there are some that aren't because they're not delivered perfectly. So it's about that. But to finish, let me get through it because we always get sidetracked. Um, she said things that was beloved, you know, is, is that was praised and beloved years ago is is problematic today. And Marge says, well, those things, those things will be addressed in the future. And Lisa says, or not at all. And while you're saying it now, both of them are looking at the camera. So they're talking to the audience. But at one point, it pans over where on Lisa's nightstand, it has a picture of Apu, and it's written on there, don't have a cow, man, Apu. So this angered a lot of people. Um, well, not sane ones. But this angered some people who uh, they took really a big offense to that because they're saying, like, you know, uh, the Simpsons are not taking this seriously, and da da da. And I'm like, yeah, they're I wouldn't not. take that shit seriously either. It's not. It's a. It's a comedy. I've been doing this for thirty years. Yeah. Have you Snowflake been around? You've been watching the show for like, like, uh, like what? Thirty maybe, seconds. Yeah, maybe you know, not, you know, maybe some you of them saw, maybe twenty You saw years. a clip. You saw a clip and got offended. Remember, because a lot of these guys are all like, "Oh, the Simpsons are problematic," are the same ones who go, "Oh, the funny, the Family Guy is funny." And this family guy is actually is way even way worse. more offensive. Oh yeah. But it, like, it tries to be offensive. Exactly. They actually go for offense, but 
it's like, oh, the Family Guy is is not a is is okay, but The Simpsons isn't. And I think the reason being is because everyone goes after the huge target, right? So right now, The Simpsons is the longest running American sitcom. It is the longest running animated sitcom. It's the longest running prime time show. I mean, it is it is this show. It is very it is a part of American culture. Yeah. Actually, Let's world tear it culture. down and start yeah. the establishment. So and now we want to find all poke all the holes and find out what's yeah. wrong with it. And it's like, well, is it really? So there's times when there's something that is problematic. You know, like we don't do blackface anymore. Right. We realize that was wrong. But a- unless you're Robert Downey Jr. Unless you're Robert, well, that's what I was about to get to. Oh, I was actually going to bring that really? up. Wow. I said, yeah, we don't do blackface. I said, but in the constant of a joke for something funny, it could be great. And Rod, Robert Downey Jr. did it. Robert Downey Jr. did blackface, yeah. and everyone loved it. Don't it, give me it, that bullshit. Yeah. Everyone loved it, well, including black people. Well, Jamie Foxx actually talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was yeah. just like, uh, I think the question was asked, like, how is it okay for him to do that? And like, man, like it was a joke. Like none of us thought that shit personal. Like, yeah, he was a dude playing another dude, uh, pretending to play another dude. Yeah, and it was funny because the delivery of the joke was funny. Yeah. Like that whole movie, you realize how funny it was. Like here, this guy, he, you know, come and 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 they even addressed that the fact that it's a white guy playing the, this black dude and stuff. That was even addressed. And then he he took it so far and as it, to actually get the the surgery or to actually do it like yeah, permanently. Like yeah. the fact that he did that and said, you know. And then uh, other movies. So another movie I, I watched growing up. I mean, it wasn't a comedy, but it was still a good movie that we loved was Soul Man. I don't know if you remember that. So Soul Man was a um, a movie, and uh, in it, 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 it was about a guy who tans us in, and he passes himself off as black to get into the school. He's a white kid. He couldn't get into a school, but he passed himself off as black, and he got into the school, and he started dating a black girl, and was, you know, in the family and stuff like that. And then uh, he finally was having a, you know, crisis of conscience and, you know, eventually comes clean that he's a white guy. Uh, but it's a really good movie. I mean, it's old. It's an 80s movie. But I always thought I was real well. Like, it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty good movie. But in that stage, too, it was like, okay, well, here we did. We brought Blackface back. But it's not that, it wasn't that stereotypical, you know what I'm saying? It was like in the delivery and what's it's done was was good. Well, now, that's, I mean, that's along the same context. I mean, uh, you have the movie Joanna Man, which a lot of people should be absolutely infurious about. Yeah. yeah if you well, do, if you don't know that movie, that's a, that, that is <laughs> I was a just saying. that is a uh, a black uh NBA player who can no longer play in the NBA. And he, so he starts playing for the WNBA mm-hmm. and his name is Joanna Man and uh he, you know, he kills it. He's obviously the the best scorer in the game and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but like he today, pretends to be a woman today. That 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 would be problematic. But then right. look at but see, because he wasn't he wasn't uh, he wasn't born a woman. Yeah. Like he was always a man just acting like a woman. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No. I mean, but the thing is that so when you you look at things like that. So like again, when we look at Apu, nothing. There's nothing really negative about Apu. Um, you know, he's not a he's he's not a he's stereotypical. Yes. But he's not like there's. It's not a negative style. He's a business owner. He has a large family. He goes through family issues like everyone else does. He actually had like a few of his own episodes that yeah. like, revolved around yeah, him. Around so he wasn't even a hand. side character. Like he no. had his own backstory. He's his own solid foundation. And here's the thing: the Simpsons have killed off a lot of characters over not, the years. Not a poo. A poo's still around. Why? Because he's extremely popular, and. You know he's not dist- he's not a negative stereotype of Indians. He is a stereotype, but it's like everything about him is one. He d- it's it's played for comedy, so it's not going to be perfect. But you know when you step back and look at what he is, I mean like this is a guy who overcame adversity to follow his dream, and he did it. Now yes, he has problems. His marital problems come up from time to time, and they learn to deal with it and stuff like that. And the eight kids and stuff like that. But it's like. That's the things that happen. Those are the things that happen in life. And it's a sitcom. That's what that happens in sitcoms. Okay. Nothing wrong. I, you know, well, that, well, that's how you, like, just from a writing and character development perspective, like, that's how you create that emotional bond is you have to show that growth, that kind of struggle, that kind of, um, uh, joining factor of how you can relate to the character because a lot of people go through marital problems, a lot of people yeah. go through financial problems, business problems, things like that. 
to see something that they can relate to, regardless of what race it is on on the TV screen. It's, it's you yeah. know you can kind of like and you I can know exactly what this guy went through man I had to try to save my business I had to try to save my marriage I had to try to do all this stuff exactly and it's uh I don't know I don't yeah. know it's it's this is the kind of shit that I just don't uh, understand why we're making a big deal of it like that's that's my take on it now if you want to have the conversation of what uh, Apu represents that's fine but to get so overworked that you create an hour long documentary. Yeah, I'm not with you on well, that. Well, I just wanted to uh to art to show my argument of why America is super racist. Yeah. So we're gonna move on. We're gonna leave the Simpsons alone. Um, yeah. so we're gonna go next, to real life. Our next one, yes, real life of the things that have actually happened and that things that you should not be offended about. Well, not so much offended about it. No, you shouldn't be offended about this shit. Well No, not the no, first no, no. one. Maybe the second no, one. The second well, one. Not the first one. The first, the first one. one's logic. Okay. Which, you know. Uh, so uh, the first one, uh, I'm just gonna kind of briefly touch over. Uh, uh, there were from from what we discussed earlier, because I haven't really read uh, all the articles about it, but it was two uh, black men in a Starbucks that were waiting for a ride or waiting for somebody, and they didn't want to have uh, any anything from Starbucks. They just wanted to use the facilities, use the restroom, well, use their Wi-Fi or whatnot. Let me let me break oh. that. So yeah. it was two guys. They were they were supposed to be meeting a friend at Starbucks. Um, they came in, you know, um, asked to use the restroom and stuff like that. And uh, the the baristas was like, "Well, in order to use the restroom, you got to be a paying customer. You have to buy right. something. You're yeah. not just gonna sit here." Um, they didn't buy anything. They were just sitting there, right? And there were people like, "Oh, they got arrested for doing nothing." Yeah, they were doing nothing. They weren't buying. So they're sitting there waiting for their friends. And basically, they were asked to leave because they weren't purchasing anything. Yeah, technically, at that point, they're trespassing. It, that's exactly yeah. what they got arrested for. Now, the when they went and leave, they refused to leave. Um, the manager or one of the employees called the police, and the police showed up. And when the police showed up, was basically trying to tell them the same thing: you need to leave. They also didn't leave. They didn't want to leave. I said, "Well, now you're just trespassing." Yeah. Well, now not only they were told by the business and the management, right? to leave and they they did not and then they were told by law enforcement to leave they were given the choice to leave at least twice yes. and they they chose not to do it so I, I think at that point like they're just trying to make a stink about it yeah and to this like all right fine you know and i know you know and i want to talk to black folks and and i'm serious if you you got a problem with this i've i've experienced this myself okay i used to go to starbucks at, at times you know take my laptop just to use their wi-fi and was told, hey, if you're going to be here, you need to buy something. So, you know, you know what my my uh, uh, way to get around that? So I wouldn't, you know, be booted out or arrested. Hey, I went and bought a freaking 75 cent espresso, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm cheap. I bought something. I'm a you, paying customer. Yeah, exactly right. Now I can I can sit there, sip my, or, or like a dollar coffee. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You could go there, sip something, or or wait for it, and you know have something small, and then that way they would leave you alone. Yeah. Now I get it. You're waiting. You're going to meet with someone, and you know the this is where I'm going to get on the whole white allies thing that I can't stand. With the white allies is that the you know there was white people when this was happening trying to stand up and go this doesn't happen it wouldn't happen to us if you know we do the same thing and I'm like bullshit I've actually seen it happen I have seen people kicked out of Starbucks and they were white I mean it's not we always look at this one little we always look at once uh, I don't say we but uh, people look at a a single incident and try to extrapolate all these things like this whole trend from it and it's like no. Definitely seen many white people ask to leave Starbucks if they weren't buying anything, if they were just sitting there trying to use the Wi-Fi. I've seen people being told if you need if you're going to be in here, white, black, Asian, whatever, saying if you're going to be in here, you need to buy something. So this whole thing that we're all mad at Starbucks for running a business, I can't go with because all you had to do, 75 cents could have avoided that whole situation. Yeah. And you were in the wrong. Or you could have bought like a bottle of water or something. Or something. But you were in the wrong. You came yeah. into their facility. You came into the restaurant to, um, you know, you use it. You're, 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 you're in there taking up space, and you're not buying anything. Now, tell me what, how many businesses will allow that, especially restaurants, yeah. all right, food, is, food eateries. How many food eateries do you know that will let you just come in, linger around, and, you know. That's called trespassing and loitering. And loitering without yeah. buying anything. You, 
So let so so let me tell you my uh my outrage with this. So one is in Philadelphia, right? It was Philadelphia, and uh, there were two uh, uh, two black men that in uh, <clears throat> that were there, right? So I'll tell you what: nobody kicks out or nobody asks somebody to leave within like the first fifteen minutes, right? So we're talking about like a duration of time that these that uh, these uh that these guys had uh to to remove themselves from the premises. I mean, we're talking like thirty minutes because. They were in there loitering already. Mm-hmm. Then the manager came out, asked them to leave. They refused. The cops were then called. And then all that time, like, how long mm-hmm. does it take the cops come? At least 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's if it's a violent call. You know, if it's a nonviolent call, they're not going to, you know, turn on the sirens for loitering. Get out of here. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking, like, upwards 20, 30 minutes, maybe. So we're, we're not talking about some guys who are just waiting on a ride. We're talking about people who... Uh, were actively resisting removal from the premises. Right. That, and, that, and that's and what I hear. Now, another thing is, this is what I applaud um, uh, uh, Chick-fil-A about, is about um, the, the how they respond to the backlash. Because I'm reading an article right here uh, from the Washington Post, and it says, uh, two black men were arrested at Starbucks. The CEO is now calling for unconscious bias training, which it's just like... But why? It's it, it, the entire thing is reacted to try to save face to the public. Yeah, it's like no, like uphold what is what is right. Your policies. Uphold your policy. Hey, this is the facts of the matter. Like we don't really like, and that's what that's what I applaud Chick Fil A for. I don't always agree with them on stuff, but like that's their stance. They're closed on Sundays. Like they're closed on Sundays. You know how I mean, how many times I wanted a, a chicken sandwich on Sunday? Oh yeah, some chicken biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Shoot. But they closed on Sunday. Yeah, that's a shitty policy. But that, it's that, that's that's one day out of the week that they can't have any revenue, right? And even from a business perspective, but no, that's what they want. That's what they want. But and it's their it is their store. So if absolutely. that's their policy, that's why I'm kind of ticked off at, at Starbucks on this is because you should stand by your policy. It's not there's no fucking unconscious bias with this. No. You weren't buying shit, and you're in my store, and we yeah. asked you to leave. You didn't leave. I'm I'm very. I'm not gonna sit there and 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 start marching and throwing the race card because you happen to be black. When I've seen firsthand white people and other people, Asian people, also being asked to leave when they weren't buying shit. Yeah, but the difference between this and that is that when they were asked to leave, they, they left. left, or it never made front page because or, or, or because they Starbucks because Starbucks asking white man to leave for loitering. Doesn't make headlines. Yeah, and I and I'm telling you right now, I've been pro- yeah. I've gone to Starbucks. I have definitely gone to Starbucks. I've sat and pulled out my laptop and yeah. started getting on the Wi-Fi and saw. And I've been approached and said, "Hey, sir, um, if you want to come here and use the Wi-Fi, you need to purchase something." Yeah, not a problem. Give me. I go up and I get an espresso, double espresso. I, I get a coffee or whatever. And yeah. you know, some people go, "Well, they're meeting with their his friends, so you know they no, shouldn't have to buy it's, anything." It's not public. I would have it's been like, public. okay, it's, it's well, not a meeting area. It, if you want to wait for your friend, you still gotta. I mean, even if a friend came, you still gotta buy something. Yeah. So you but know, you should be waiting in the parking lot. You should be waiting parking lot. But I'm saying, like, seventy five cents could have changed, could have avoided yeah. all this. And it, this, to me, is just something. And then you know, to make a stink about, and then the protest. Oh, we need a boycott. Man, I ain't boycotting Starbucks. I'm telling you right now. No, their coffee's way too good. I'm not boycotting Starbucks because. I'm going to follow the policy. If I'm going to use their facility, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to purchase something. Yeah. I mean, not only that, right? So let's say, let's say, and this is just a hypothetical because I'm not sure on what exactly happened in the situation. So let's say they wanted to use the facility. They needed to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been to places that the only way you could use the restroom was if you had a code. And the only way to get that code was to buy something because mm-hmm. then it would print off on the receipt. And then you go to the you go to the door of the restroom, and it had a, a pin, um, a keypad, and you had to put the pin in, and then that's and then the door would unlock, and you'd be able to use the restroom. Like, let's say that, like, I just need to use the restroom. I'm not leaving until I use the restroom. Well, you got to buy something so I can give you the code. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not the not. facility, you so, know. Yeah. So, and I, that's what angers me because now the conversation is, oh, well, there's unconscious bias, there's racism, and all that, and I'm like, nah, dog, no, this is not. All, see, and that's what's going to desensitize us of, pe- of people playing the race card. 
it's going to desensitize us because I think it's already starting to happen to me. Like the moment somebody s- starts throwing around the race and shit, I'm just like, you, we have nothing else to discuss. Like, because if, if the race card comes out so quick during pretty much any kind of discussion, like we instantly don't really have any kind of common ground. Well, it depends on like the time. Like there are some situations where you could clearly see this is about race, right? There's some, and when we, when we have those situations, we can address them. Like it's, it's, Clut and dry, yo. This issue was about race. This is not one of those issues because you can see that there's. Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put money on it. I'm gonna put money on it right now. I guarantee you, there was other black people in that Starbucks before. Oh, oh, I bet in Philadelphia and probably in that Absolutely. on that day, and they didn't get arrested. Yeah. So what? And, and they what weren't asked it? to leave because they were probably actually buying probably stuff. actual patrons, customers yeah. of it. Yeah. Now you're saying, and, and, a, and let's be honest, people. If you go into an establishment, you are not a customer just because you walked into the door. You're, You're a, a customer potential you... customer. You're a customer when you order something. Yep. Because you are not. You could walk in the door and walk out. Did, would that make you a customer? No. You're just someone who came into the establishment. Yep. When you order something, you're a customer. Yeah. Right? And that's why, you know, I don't see why this is a pot. Like, we're, we're getting all worked up for this shit. Nah, fuck that shit. Because now it makes us, to me, it makes us look bad. Because it makes us look weak. It makes us look like we can't we can't follow the rules. That's what makes me look like, oh, well, you know what? Y'all can't, black people can't follow the rules. Look what happened. They, they There was a rule out. But now that they got in trouble for it, you know, now, now we have to blame everything else. Well, no, not only that. I mean, yeah, we have to blame everything else. But I don't like how Starbucks is handling the situation. Um, Chick-fil-A would own it. They'd be like, yeah, this is what happened. This is our stance on it. Yeah. Bye. We don't need your money. I, I believe and, in the... And Starbucks, uh, from reading down further into the um, into the article uh, from the Washington Post, uh, the CEO announced that the manager that made that decision to call the police no longer works there. Yeah. Uh, so that makes me think of a wrongful termination. Exactly. Because if, if the manager was upholding corporate policy... And then that essentially got backlash, and then now you're getting now you're you're uh, you're hanging a manager, you're hanging that person out the dries for supporting your company and your policies that you probably beat into them. Absolutely. And the thing here's the thing about this that that sort of gets on my nerves. So I've I've been looking at this, and you know, and I might be wrong, but so far from what I read, one the police commissioner uh, of this area is black, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a black uh, sergeant on scene. As well, so I don't see how this is racially motivated when you have two commissioners looking at this thing. Is like, look, you guys are trespassing. You know, you need to go. If you, if they would have left, if they would have left, and they could have left and came back, you know, and bought something, I don't think this would been an issue. But they sat up there and tried to, you know, what happened is they try to play that rule. They try to get in there and be like, no, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not leaving. No, you can't leave me. Why are y'all picking on me? Da da da. Yeah, you were in the wrong. They could not admit that they were in the wrong. And therefore escalated the situation to a place it needed to be. Yeah. Oh, real quick, real quick. Perfect example going back to what I was just talking to. So according to the Washington Post article, Starbucks does not have a company-wide policy on asking members of the public, well, not customers, members of the public, to leave, a company official said. The company leaves safety and customer service protocol decisions up to the store managers said a company uh, official familiar with the incident who declined to give a name to freely describe internal discussions. They may leave restroom doors unlocked or add a key code in uh, or add key code entries if they feel the store is more at risk for criminal behavior. A store in the same area of Philadelphia experienced an armed robbery recently. I don't see like that just kind of like drives the point home for me. Yeah. Like this that like those two little little bits definitely illustrate and validate our discussion. Like that little bit, like you mean to tell me that this manager was responsible for that and he create like he created a policy or there was a policy for maybe in the region and he had reason for the policy. You mean I have two right, so so I have two black men just loitering around my around this Starbucks. I've asked them to leave, they've refused. I've asked them to buy something so that then they would be a customer. They refused. Okay, well, what, what's my next step now? Do I just leave them alone and let them kind of mm-hmm. like do whatever Call they want? Them, no, Ex- exactly. You know, because you don't know one, you don't know anything about them. Yeah. You know, you don't know them personally. You don't know uh, what their intentions are. You don't know if they're just waiting for the 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 place to clear out and so that they can p- potentially rob you like uh, one of the local ones did. 
you know, and I'm not saying that's just black. That's that's people in general. That's sh- people are shitty in general. Like yeah. race has nothing to do with that. Oh, that's true. Like damn, people damn are true. shitty in general. In general, but anyway, going on to a different uh, topic because I think we kind of beat that dead horse a little yeah. bit. But, we, I, but see, here's the thing, right? I would love to see someone, you know, present kind of defend other, that other side, and I would sit there and ask, what really wrong? What about this really is about race and more about that those people did not, you know, everyone's like, oh, I've been to Starbucks. I didn't buy anything. I'm going to sit there. Were you with somebody who bought something? Yeah. Was there a Starbucks cup on the table? Yeah. Okay. Shut up. That that That's not the case then. That's not the case. You're with a patron. Now, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean, you know, and when we say this, it doesn't mean like every person. Like uh, there's been a times where I've seen, you know, one person go and then, you know, four people sit down and eat. That's fine, but they're they're happy with someone paying something. If you just came in and just sat down and didn't buy anything, yeah, bitch. It, I'm sorry. If it was my freaking it, my store, if, if I told you to buy something or leave, and you don't leave, I'm throwing you out myself. Yeah. Well, not only that, from a business perspective, let's not even talk about let's not even talk about like the policies and stuff like that. From a business perspective, if you are taking up real estate inside of my store and not contributing to my underline or yeah. my bottom line. Like, oh. get out. Like, you're you're literally taking up space. Like, I could be making money off that table right now. Yeah. You know? Like, do you go into a Denny's and just sit down at a table? No. Because they will tell you to leave. Exactly. Like, are you going to buy something? Uh, No. no. Okay. Well, then we got we got customers that need that table. And if you've ever seen a Starbucks empty, it was probably closed. Yeah. It's, it's probably closing or it just opened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they fill up fast, and, and it's usually a lot of people in there. Yeah. So anyway, right, so no sympathy for that shit. Yeah. So we're gonna move into a situation where race definitely, or you know, I won't say definitely. Won't but it d- I, I, but I, I even think, think it played. I a think part. it strongly played a part in this. And I want to say yeah. definitely. No, fuck it. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna put it on. Put my nuts on the table. It <clears> definitely, definitely played a part in this one. And the thing that makes me mad about this is that I've heard more about the Starbucks thing than this. And this is actually something where we need to talk about. Um, when you talk about unconscious bias, this is something where this would apply, but I hear very little about this and more about Starbucks. Now, so the story of this one, um, young man, uh, black kids, 14-year-old African-American boy stopped to ask for directions to school in a, in a Detroit suburb, but was shot at instead. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, and yes, just so you will know, the people who shot at him were white. The boy is black. So what happened was the boy missed his bus to school. And since he missed his bus, he thought he decided he was going to walk to school. As he was walking to school, he realized he didn't really know the way to school. So he decided to knock on someone's door and ask for Not even direction. that. Not even that. It wasn't even in his neighborhood. So what he tried to do first, but um, according to this NPR.org, Excuse me, from the NPR.org website, uh, the 14-year-old boy tried to uh, walk the bus route, which we all know is not a straight line. I, I just said that. He tried to walk to school, and he didn't. He realized he didn't know his way. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, he, he actually uh, went, like, into other areas. Though. Yeah, but unlike most men, stereotype, he uh, asked for directions. Yeah. See how I did that? I actually worked up a stereotype you reference did. in there. You did. Anyway. So, so by he knocks on the boat door and um, older white lady answers it and she's instead of you know she immediately believes that he's trying to break into her house. Um, she alerts her husband. Her husband grabs a shotgun, and he was he uh, the boy sees him grab the, the the shotgun and he runs. Right, obviously what you do: someone grabs a gun, you run. As he's running, the guy gets out, he points the shotgun at the kid, and fires. Now, luckily, he missed, right? Luckily, he missed, and, you know, the kid got away, and he's safe, he's armed. No no, no, um, no damage to the kid. Now, there's several, there's a lot of things wrong for this. And, and I mean, I'm upset on this on several situations. One, all right, um, if someone is trying to break into your house, they generally don't knock on your door first. I'm not saying they don't never. There are home invasions where they do, but generally they don't knock onto your door first, right? And you don't even have to op- open the door to talk to someone, and he was trying to ask for directions to the school. Now, 
I don't know if the lady's house has been burglarized before. It might have. Let's say the night before, the day before, someone knocked on her door and they tried to burglarize her house. All right. Let's say that happened. Where I'm really upset with them on this one is that the husband grabs a shotgun and the kid runs. Now, I am very pro-gun. Jay is very pro-gun. We are pro-gunnies. I am all about defending your, your house, you know, including deadly force if need be. This is not a case of that. If you have someone running away from you. That's already outside of your house. Outside of your house, off of your property. You have absolutely no right to fire on that person. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. What, I mean, and, and, and my thing, the thing... There's just going, no threat there. There's no threat. And, and I'm trying to figure out, like, dude, what is going through your mind? And I think it was just emotional-based because uh, from the article, uh, it said that his wife was crying hysterically and was, you know, why do we keep getting... But even if that's the case, you don't shoot someone who's running. Now, if you open the door, and I'm not saying this is right either, but I'm giving you a scenario. You open the door, the person sees you, you have a gun, and he's standing there on your property, and he doesn't leave, or he tries to make entry into your house, you're going to be more justified in shooting him. Yeah. If the person is running away... Outside of your house. Outside of your house... There is absolutely no reason to to fire. He should have sat there, watched the kid run, and then as the kid was going away, he should. I would have been like, "Yeah, don't come back" or something like that, or even call the cops and say, "You know, hey, there's a yeah. there's a guy and, who, who was here." And I'm not saying that that even though his reaction, you know, his reactions may be very racist, bigoted, you know, racially motivated, but they would have been more correct than the actions he took. Yeah. You know, he had there's nothing. I mean, like they should throw the book at this guy. Like if this is the thing that will 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 will, you know, further this. Now, this guy should not get off easily at all. Well, I mean, let's talk about that, though, because, you know, you always hear in the media the things that happen. Right. So you have the the police officers that that shoot black teens that they don't even face any reprisal. It's like that's not always true. You know, we can we can name a few different um, a few different stories, just like uh, Stephen Crowder did, where he actually outlined the 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 uh, uh, the repercussions that the officer took, uh, whether it was fired or jail time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but for this case, uh, the retired firefighter, the, the homeowner, who was 53 at the time, uh, was arraigned on assault with intent to murder and felony firearm charges. So he didn't get off scot-free. Like, no. this is not one of those cases where, you know... Well, well, the white man can do whatever he wants to to black guys. Like it's not that story at all. Well, to be fair, these are his charges, and yes, he yeah. is in custody. He these are his charges. So when he's when the actual conviction comes down or doesn't, that's when we can say he got off, he got away with it or not. Um, I but, don't see. I really don't see how he can. Um, no, he. So according to the article, there's also videotape of his house. Yeah, yeah, no, they have the whole thing video. Yeah, no, I, I so, so I, what I'm saying is like I don't see him getting off with this, you know, with a slap on the hand or anything, because the number one thing that's probably gonna damn the thing that's gonna damn him more than anything else. So grabbing the gun, coming out, answering the door with the gun, all that legit, legit. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's legit. Maybe it's possibly racially motivated, but it's still legit, still legal, very legit. Where he fucked up is that he fired on a fleeing person. Yep. All right. So even if the kid was there to rob the house, which he wasn't, he still would have been in the wrong, because you know most the majority of self defense laws in the United States um, does it, not give you the right to kill a fleeing suspect. Yeah, he would have had to been in the home. He would have had to been in the home at, or at the at the bare minimum in the been in the home at yeah. the very bare minimum or and, trying and to gain entry into the home forcibly. Yeah, like yeah. if he's trying to break in the door and you shoot him, yeah, you would have been okay. Yes, yeah. he's not in the house, but if you shot through the door and killed him, you would have probably been fine because that's what's you know that he, you were you, that was a threat. But he was fleeing, so that he and he took aim and fired at the kid. Now. If he would have, you know, thankfully he didn't hit the hit kid, but if he would have hit that kid, yes, he would have been going down for murder. Yeah. Bar none. And we saw he, this is, you know, he's already been charged with this. So they're just showing, now the charges show that 
there are repercussions. Like they, yeah. they, they didn't just go, oh, well, you just you're a white dude and you shot at a black dude and we're gonna let you go. No, they actually he's in custody. They charged him, and and it's serious. I mean, they're, yeah, they're these, serious charges. Yeah, it's not are, you know negligent discharge. No, it's yeah, with intent to murder. Yeah, this is spend. This is potentially spend decades to the rest of your life in prison yeah. charges. Yeah. So. But These are. This is something. But the thing is, this is what. This is what we should be discussing. Like, why was this okay? And we need to get to the bottom of this. This should be. This should be on my Facebook wall more than two dudes who didn't know when to leave uh, from Starbucks because or a poo, or a poo. Yeah, this is more serious than a poo because actually someone's life on the line. These are the things. So when we talk about you know the race relations and how we deal with things. This is this is kind of the thing I was trying to get at in this episode. Not I am at no point, you know, I, I grew up black all my life. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's it's amazing. Except for that one time. Except for that one time, <laughs> you know, I was actually uh Japanese. Yeah. But uh there was you know, I've I've done with I've dealt with this and stuff like that. And I'm gonna tell you right now, like I I had more healthy race relations in the past than I do now. And we're supposed to be more progressive now. And the reason we're not, I, I don't see that, is because we're really making mountains out of molehills at a time where you are actually getting a lot of the things that you asked for. You're getting more representation and, and media and everything, positive representation. And we always, and I want to take this, this uh, dispel this myth because I had to do this with a, a, a friend of mine. This is going to be a short little rant before we close out. When we talk about representation, especially with the black people, I've always grown up having positive representation. Yes, there was some negative representation, but there was a lot of positive representation out there for me to grow up and see um, as a as a black person and, and as a black kid growing up. You know, I got to see great things like black people achieving over overcoming things and coming together. I loved breaking breaking one and breaking two electric boogaloo. You know, it was something where you know you had two black street dancers. Yes, you had the white. Um, ballet dancer, you know, they were facing adversity, but you saw the reason I love the Blake breaking movie so much is that they were extremely diverse, very diverse. You saw everybody in there. Everybody was having a good time, you know, enjoying themselves one and two. And, you know, even with the, the rivalries and stuff like that, you know, what did they end up doing? Hey man, let's come together because we got to save our streets, bro. You know, it was always it was, a, it was about unity. Yeah, it was about unity. It wasn't about game war. We had that. You know, it was it was always a great thing. You had on TV. You know, yeah. You know, and it's funny because you, 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 you had the Cosby Show. You had the Cosby Show, which is, people, which it no, like and again that this is the same Apoosh bullshit. It's yeah. like oh he was doing like you know, <clears throat> uh, the Cosby Show. Even for me, it was like you know like obviously I didn't have that kind of racial uh, attachment to it, but um, you know you see you have. A very prominent black family on a TV show with positive imagery, like yeah. you know, like like I grew up watching that. I didn't see gangbangers on there. No. I saw people who were just like us. I saw people who and were just the normal normal, normal every family. day. Yeah, and they did. They had their struggles. And they had their struggles. They did t- touch on racial issues, but they you know they did it in a very sophisticated way, and it was great to see how you know. You, your, your mother, you know, no, get me wrong. There were other movie, you know, shows that came with like good times. I grew up with good times and stuff like that. I like those too. But, you know, a lot of those shows showed us like black people were always struggling. We're always struggling. We're always struggling. Sanford and Son. It was funny, but we're always struggling. We're always struggling. Cosby show came around. It was like, you know, hey, a doctor and a lawyer living together in a nice house, you know, with you raising kids. They're buying, they're buying artwork. They're listening to good music. They're exploring new things. I always loved Heathcliff Huxtable. One of the reasons I eat everything I do is because he was such a, you know, he was always out there trying new things. He was always expanding his horizons, you know. And I was like, well, shit, I'll eat a pig foot too. I'll eat some tur- sliced turtle feet. You know, I'll, I'll try these things. And then, you know, and that led to different world, you know, when Denise goes off to college and, you know, she left soon after. But it was like, you know, that you had the black college life. I went to an HBCU. So that was like a, that was a big motivator for me too. Like, oh, it was like, okay, it's going to be like different world. Uh, things like that, you know, and then you had like, you know, family matters, you had other, other things like that, but you always, you know, that started, you know, very, very positive representation. Even when you got movies, you know, and, 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 and we want to go with movies, look at the, you know, uh, we go look at boys in the hood and people are like, oh, well, you had know, gangbang. I say, yeah, but it had many positive messages in yeah. boys in the hood. Well, I mean, you look know? at, um, 
Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah. You mean you mean a a positive role model, uh, male who, male role, role model, model, which is kind of hard to find in a lot of these yeah. single parent households. But I mean, you you just had that where like he he genuinely cared about himself, his kids, the people around him, the neighborhood. You know, he cared a lot about that, and you know, you really saw that in his son Cuban Gooding Jr.'s character. Yeah. You know, because he he had standards for him. He he said, "No, you're not going to act like that. I taught you better than that, right?" Exactly. And then you know, even though you know, you know, but anyway, I just yep. want to go like there's there's always been a lot of yep. positive representation for us if we look for it, you know, and 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 there's it's always out there. But anyway, yeah, today well, today we get clouded. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and we, we do, we do, we do. Yeah. Uh, but so real quick, going back to the uh, to the article, uh, so uh, one of the things, uh, so I'm just going to quote uh, something from. Uh, from the mother of the uh, of the young man here, uh, says uh, one of the things that stands out that probably angers me the most is while I was watching the tape, you could hear the wife say, "Why did these people choose my house? Who are these people?" And that's what set me off. So, real quick before we end it, that's what that's what upset me. It's just like really like this guy shot at you, shot at your son, miss. Thank God. And that's what you're upset about is like what what the wife said. Yeah, I would probably be more upset. No, about like that that's the side note. Like yeah, that's 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 nothing. a side note. I'd be but more upset. But then also, but then also on the on the on the mother of that, she uh, you know, like when I was a young kid, like you know, younger than 14 years old, I was riding my bike to school. Like I knew how to get to school. Like so, this kid did not know how to get to school. Yeah, but you know, most kids nowadays, because okay, that that that's a totally different parenting. podcast. But that that's, that comes with parenting, and not saying that this woman is a terrible mother. You know, people are going, like, "You're attacking the mother." I'm 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 more attacking the fact that kids nowadays do not go outside and learn their way around, yeah, um, like they used to. You know, that's yeah. why I remember a couple of years ago where people were all outraged because the woman let her son uh, take the the subway by himself. And come home, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "That that's used to be normal." Th- yeah, that's just the helicopter parenting bullshit. But anyway, anyway, we're gonna wrap it up right now. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, again, we kind of cover some controversial stuff. So if you have anything to say, you want to put us on the spot, you want to try to correct us, please. If you have yeah, corrections, give, it, give us and some we're feedback. Stepping out of line, you know, I I I, I do welcome uh, you know hearing the feedback, but you ain't doing it. So that must yep. mean I'm always right. Always right. See, hear that echo? That's we'll not see what ya. we want. <laughs> Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dose Offensive Gentleman podcast. We want to hear what you got to say, so leave us a comment below and hit that like button. Also, subscribe so you can get your future DOG updates.